Welcome to Coffee with Congress, a new podcast by the Veterans Education Project, where we truly get to know members of Congress and key government officials. Every episode, we ask questions that have absolutely nothing to do with politics, policy, or legislation. Yeah, you know, nothing to do with their actual jobs. So instead, we focus on getting to know the real person behind the office. In this episode, we interview Congressman Michael Waltz. He represents Florida's 6th District. Congressman Waltz served in the Army as a Green Beret in the National Guard. Listen in now as we speak with him in his D.C. office. <laughs> so yeah. you uh, you had mentioned earlier that there's a somehow a, par- a political divide between crocodiles and alligators. So I need you to help me because you're you're from Florida. You are the expert on crocodiles <laughs> and alligators. Yeah, they actually coexist only in the Everglades. Right. So, so, the only so, place in the world where crocodiles and alligators <laughs> yeah. Yeah, coexist. So tell, so tell yeah. me, uh, who is the crocodiles? Who are the alligators? Well, I got to tell you, lately I'm feeling like the other side are the crocodiles, man. Okay. They're a lot more aggressive. Is that crocodiles are meaner crocodiles, than Crocodiles are... Uh, they're meaner. They're are more they aggressive. Really? Yeah, yeah, they are. Alligators will not mess with you unless you mess with them. Mm, okay. it, you will not go swimming in a body of water uh, in Florida without also being with a being with an alligator. Somewhere. That is terrifying. They're that that, that, that is that terrifying. So I just decided I will no longer be swimming in any bodies of yes, water. In but they will leave you alone. No worries. I promise. Uh, all right. All right. Crocodiles, so, different story. So who? All right. So then you resonate with alligators. What's that? So you resonate with alligators. So actually, I'm a Seminole. Okay. I'm Florida State wow. grad. So you can yeah. never I say. I mean, not Florida State grad, Florida State fan. So you can never say you resonate with alligators. Yeah, that's right. So, okay. I'm only so, so I guess this answers this question. Would you say you're more of a, let's say, a crocodile or a manatee? Oh, my oh. God. Who are you? I'm a hunter, buddy. You're a hunter. Yeah, you're a croc. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. Right. a hunter. A hunter. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, what is the worst advice? Manatees are cute. They're adorable. And they deserve to be preserved. <laughs> for sure. And there's actually a place in Florida where you can go swim with them and pet them. That, though that sounds amazing. Did you Crystal see, Springs. There's a new video where this is baby manatee that they're hugging and, and, and bottle feeding. It's adorable. I wouldn't put myself in the manatee category. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> the meat eater. Yeah. Uh, what is the worst advice you hear being dispensed in your profession? And why? Huh. The worst advice? Yeah. yeah. Trust me. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, never trust anybody in politics. No, I'm joking. <laughs> There's actually. Uh, I'm joking a little bit. He's shaking his head. He's half serious. He's half serious. But I've actually, I have actually been, particularly in my class, my freshman class coming in, yeah. pleasantly surprised. Uh, there, we have a record number of post 9/11 veterans that mm-hmm. ran mm-hmm. Uh, on both sides of the aisle. I'm convinced that, so we'll put it to you this way. We are actually at a record low number of veterans in the Congress, mm-hmm. in the House of Representatives and in the Senate. In the 1980s, we peaked around 80% of senators and congressmen were vets. Now we're hovering around 15 to 17%, yep. record low in our nation's history. I'm convinced that explains a lot of the dysfunction. I'm convinced that explains a lot of the divide. Mm-hmm. That in previous generations, at 18 years old, you were pulled together from all different parts of American society, downtown Detroit, LA, the Midwest, West Georgia, North Florida, you name it. Every race, religion, and creed put together with a common mission for your country. Uh, and if you couldn't get over your differences, you had a drill sergeant's boot up your rear end that helped you, helped you get there real fast. Yep. And if you and if you think about it, that was formative, uh, we don't have that anymore, uh, and we I, I'm convinced if we can get those numbers back up, uh, I can disagree with a fellow veteran on the other side of the aisle all day long about you name the policy, but we have that commonality of service. We're about mission. We're about mm-hmm. country. We put our lives on the line. 
at an early at an early age uh, were willing to die for this country. So we certainly will be willing to get over, you know, and find get over it and find some common ground. Mm. Um, and so I've actually been pleasantly surprised uh, at kind of the ethos and approach uh, of almost all of the most of my uh, freshman class. But I do have some interesting standouts that I just couldn't. I couldn't disagree with more. Uh, I think everyone's been asking, you know, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Did you did you want to do this job? Or did uh, did you, I want to be a politician? Yeah. What oh, did you, God, what, no. what did you, oh, what did no. you want to be when you were a kid? Never, if you had put a gun to my head, I would have never thought in a million years I'd be sitting here uh, as, a, as a congressman. All right. So um, let, me, let, me, let me guess. Three questions. Fireman? Nope. Spaceman? Maybe. Oh, or postman? Postman, is that a cop? Naval aviator. Yeah. Naval, <laughs> Naval aviator. Top Gun, right? Yeah, Top That's Gun. That's right. Baby. I'm with That's you. Right. Top Gun Two is coming out. Yeah, I'm so excited. So, grew up That's in a right. Navy town. Grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. Actually, the only uh, as the son of a of a single mom that was working multiple jobs and night school, and the only place she could afford was literally in the flight line. Uh, uh, for Naval Air Station Jacksonville. So I grew up with P3s, which are the four-engine submarine hunters, literally buzzing our house, rattling the windows uh, about every 15 minutes as they were landing, you know, a few hundred yards away. But so I always grew up around the Navy. My dad was in the Navy, but I, I never knew him. And uh, then Top Gun came out, man, I was determined to fly. Yeah. God, had, God had other plans for me. Uh, but I always knew I wanted to serve. The more I dug into it, uh, I knew I wanted to be on the ground, leading men in combat, um, and was always fascinated with the mission of the Green Berets because it's just so broad. Mm. And the, the, the more I got to learn about it, I mean, literally, one day you're kicking in doors, going after bad guys. The next day you're building schools or hosting clinics. The next day you're building bridges. The next day you're blowing them up. So uh, I... Uh, you know, our term, our kind of nickname is Warrior Diplomat, and I just love that <coughs> spectrum approach uh, to what we're doing. Uh, yeah. All right, all right. One other, uh, one, one other question, a follow-on question to that. All right. What is the advice that you would give to your 20-year-old self right now? Who? That's, man, these are good ones. Mm. <sighs> um, realize that you're going to fail. Okay. Uh, you're going to fail a number of times, whether that is through you know a selection event yeah. or through uh, grad school that you wanted to get into, whatever. Don't freak out. Yeah. Uh, calm down when it's going to happen. And, um, you know, back to the spiritual event, kind of let go and let God. And mm -hmm. I, looking back now, every time God closed a door on me, uh, throughout my life and I was upset and stomping around crying to my Cheerios but every time that I kind of persevered yeah. Yeah. I thanked him later uh, so so many times I could spend the rest of the hour going through no, no, I've fallen short no that's that's great that's and great. and had I gone down that path that I was so determined to do I wouldn't be here today so many um <clears throat> Pardon me for saying this successful people say things like oh you know you'll fail sometimes I failed yeah but they never actually say what they failed at. Oh, what, I'll tell you what tell I failed me, at. Yeah, what? sure. Yeah. Uh, I applied uh, for Crown Branch at CIA, went through all of their interviews. 
really? all of their stuff and long story short. Yeah, wow. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, they basically at the very end of all of it told me I wasn't ready and got no argument with the lady. That didn't go so really? well. Really? Uh, but, but fast forward, <laughs> years later, that one of those interviewers uh, walked into the White House to brief me and Vice President Cheney, who I was working with at the time. And she didn't recognize me, but damn it, I, re- I remembered her. <laughs> it was just kind of one of those like, hmm. But, you know, if I'd gone down that route, I never would have worked in the White House. I never would have mm-hmm. completed my SF training, mm-hmm. my special forces training. There's all kinds of things I never would have done. In the moment so, when that failure happened and you yeah. argued, I mean, it seems like you had emotional vestment. I mean, oh, when totally. you walked out of that office, I mean, what, what were you thinking? What, what, how did you feel? I was thinking that didn't go well. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I was still optimistic. But in that community, if you get a phone call, that's good. You get a letter, that's bad. And it wasn't long after that I got really? the letter. Ah. And I'd really put a lot of things on on hold to do that mm. yeah, um, yeah and it was kind of one of those okay well, now. you know now what moments but you know I, I think it's worked out okay yeah all right so there there's your example yeah, no, uh, I, got, I got one I yeah got one. yeah go, go for it this is an important one all this right is very important zaxby's or popeyes Oh, Popeyes. Yes. Thank Come you. on, man. That garlic toast, what are we doing? You're up in the South. <laughs> <laughs> no. Popeyes, no doubt. Popeyes, okay. Spicy. Plug yes. Popeyes. Uh, if you could put one quote on a billboard in Times Square for the world to see, what would it say? Ooh. You know, off the top of my head, there was one. Uh, the quote would be, my life is my message. Mm. I love it. from Gandhi. Right. From Gandhi. It's from Gandhi. Right. My life and I'll never forget uh, visiting his ashram, which is what, you know, in, in Hinduism, what you call kind of his temple, mm-hmm. which is in, if you've never been, add it to your bucket list. Okay. In Ahmedabad, India, western part of India, near Gujarat, uh, and rounding the corner and just seeing that uh, where he lived, I mean, literally the mat that he slept on, his yarn spinning, you know, where he... He spun yarn and seeing that across the wall, and it was just mm. kind of one of those showstoppers. Wow! Talk about a man who, you know, walked the walk. Yeah, I like and, it. And lived it. So here, here's a uh, here's another question. Uh, what have you changed your mind on over the last few years, and why? Hmm. Changed my mind on. I think I have an appreciation um, for making money. Uh, and I say that because I was in business before this, um, came in early on a business. We built it from an attic, uh, up to about 400 employees before I stepped down as the CEO in order to be able to run for Congress. And I say, I shouldn't say making money. I should say building a business mm-hmm. and having an appreciation for the different types of risks that it takes. So what I mean by that. Jumping out of planes, kicking in doors, being a Green Beret, obviously it can be a little dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no matter what happens, your family's gonna get paid twice a month. That government paycheck's gonna show up. No matter what you mess up, no matter what happens to you, mm-hmm. family's gonna be taken care of. In business, when you are sliding everything you ever owned, ever thought you owned uh, across the table to a bank, based on an idea or a product or just Mm. something you're passionate about Mm -hmm. and you're not going to get paid and that is all gone if it doesn't work. That is a totally different type of risk and I tried to pull some of my special operators into the business early and that financial risk scared the crap out of them. 
Mm. He said, "Uh, uh-uh, they went run in the other direction." So I just that have a real, hilarious. I have a real place. <laughs> so you jump out of a plane, not as scary as uh, looking yeah, for a venture capital loan. Yeah, to them is is was not nearly as scary as them screwing up and their family not getting paid. Wow. Right. And so I have an appreciation for both, but. Um, I have a place in my heart for entrepreneurs who put it all on the line. Mm, mm. Uh, and you know, someone like Elon Musk, who I don't agree with a lot of his politics, but who found himself after making $150 million with PayPal, 60 million in debt, watching a third rocket go up with SpaceX. And it was, that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty so cool. I have, I have a lot of respect and, I, and it, it was fascinating for me, I built, the business under, uh, or we built the business, I had some very dedicated partners, under the Obama administration, and I just feeling almost like an adversary with your own government, mm-hmm. like having them feel like, uh, not to be too partisan, but you mm-hmm. know, like corporations are the enemy and businesses need to be regulated and watched over, and you know, the, the, the 1890s, the kind of the muckrakers, uh, those days are over. You know, mm-hmm. We're not going to mistreat our employees. We're not. We're not. You know, employing kids in factories. Yeah, we're we're going to take care of our folks. Right. So government should create the conditions to let us do that. Mm-hmm. Not uh, not be a constantly kind of hoarding over us, um, and and frankly holding us back in many ways. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there's a kind of a movement afoot right now and there's a lot of podcasts even that deal with this very same thing about changing minds I think a lot of people are really fascinated with that especially in this kind of temperament of very partisan very everyone is divided yeah. I think people are really interested in, in how people's minds could possibly get changed so in your experience it seems like walking it out is what, yeah. was what changed walking their mind. shoes yeah and I tell every I tell everybody here that I can travel abroad Ever you think the wheels are coming off the bus of America and we're so divided and things are never going to get better and we're heading in the wrong direction, travel abroad and look back and you'll appreciate Mm. truly what a wonderful system this is, how great our democracy is, how resilient it is, how lucky we are. My great-grandfather used to say, every day that we wake up breathing free air in the United States, we've won the cosmic lottery compared Mm. to the rest of the world. He's he's absolutely right. Go abroad, go down to Haiti, go even go mm. over to Europe, go to Asia, and you will get that good perspective. All right, all right. So you graduated from VMI. Yep. You want to talk about the rally? Suffered line? through. You want to yeah, talk about suffered, the rally? Suffered through college. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a marathon, in that you're very proud you did it at the end. Right. But like in the middle of it, you wonder why you're doing. What it. the hell am I doing? <laughs> like I could be at Florida State or you know somewhere else having a whole lot of fun. Uh, but I am very proud that I did it, having a fantastic uh, kind of, you know, I was there when it was all male, so I have a fantastic brotherhood of uh, classmates that, you know, we'd give the shirt, shirts off our back for each other you know, in a heartbeat, having gone through that together. It's, it's again, it's something that I'm proud that I did. Right. I uh, wouldn't, I don't know that I'd do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Fair, enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, transition back to a, a more serious question. Sure. Um, what is something that you believe that other people might think is insane? That I believe 
that other people might think that is running for office. Okay. I've had a lot of people tell me I'm insane. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then that's quickly followed by, but I'm glad someone let, like you is doing it, and quickly followed by, better you than me, how can I help? <laughs> like, yeah, like, thanks. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Very so, cool. yeah, that's insane. Jumping out of a perfectly good airplane is insane. Couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, that's it for now. Sure. sure. Yeah. All right, we're coming near the end here. This is uh, two things. I got one yep. last question for sure. you. And after we finish this, as a reward, you get 30 seconds to just talk about whatever you want. All right? <laughs> okay. so, or longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. So, just stand for whatever you want. But here, here's the hardest question, I think, yep. of the day. All right, so Daytona, Daytona Beach is in your district. Yep. Lots of history of races, land speed records being obtained there. Got it. What's the fastest you've ever gone over the speed limit? I never go over the speed. Oh, oh get out of here! <laughs> now I might have been uh, back in my teenage years yep. um, in a convertible Mustang, mm. uh, in an old V8, nice. eighty-three. Nice. Yep. Yep. Fox 30, body. Three hundred two. You nice. got it. Nice. You got it. That I might have tested out if it could get over one hundred miles an hour. Nice. nice. I like Very it. Very good. But Very I got to tell you, bad idea in a convertible because there's no weight in the back. <laughs> So when that back end starts fishtailing, yeah, you get a little little doso, you get a pucker factor real fast. <laughs> well, you, ma- you made it. You got through all the questions. Yeah. So I want to give you the time here to talk about whatever issue you want to talk about. Actually, I want to go back to, you know, you guys with the Enlisted Guard Association. Yes. Yep. Uh, I am a huge fan of the Guard. Yep. Uh, it's been the majority of my career. I've been in, in Maryland Guard, Texas Guard. Um I think it actually bridges a couple of really important divides. One that I was talking about earlier in terms of the civ mill divide. Back Citizen in the day, we soldier. had the draft. Yeah. Now we have less than 0.5% of the American society is serving. Um, and so we have a growing number of, of generations that literally have never even met anyone that served. The Guard kind of bridges that divide from community to service. And I call on all guardsmen to keep that ethos, duty, honor, country, discipline, mission focus, take that back to your community. Mm. Um, You're that bridge. The other bridge that I think is so important are these wars that we've been fighting. The counterinsurgency, unconventional warfare, um, stability type operations we've been doing in Iraq and Afghanistan. You know, I've seen that the divide between the skill sets that we need, which are how to control a border, how to run a city, how to reestablish a grid, that's in our civilian agencies, mm-hmm. how to shoot, move, and communicate in the military, and the active duty military, well, who, who can do both of those? The Guard and the Reserve, yep. right? And bringing those civilian skill sets you know, to those different types of operations like in Afghanistan is critical. And that is something that we uniquely do that, say, a sergeant who's spent their entire time in the 82nd Airborne just doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's a, I'm pushing the guard pretty hard. Right. Uh, I think to realize that, that powerful role in American society. And I asked the guard the other day, can you tell me how many guardsmen are working at Google or at Facebook or at, and to, and to realize, you know, what's, is that E6 that is um, a vice mayor, but also a staff sergeant, which role is, is more important to our national security strategy in those types of environments. Mm. That's good. So, That's good. so those are all things that I'm pushing on. Um, cool. it's, been, it's been great talking to you guys. Yeah, thank you so Thanks much. Come back anytime. Absolutely. We look forward to we're going to a Caps game soon. Yeah. And we're going to a Caps game. That's right. All right, I need a hockey lesson. That's right. Oh, right.
Thanks for listening to Coffee with Congress. It was a lot of fun getting to know Congressman Waltz and learning that although he may not quite resonate with manatees, he recognizes that they're worth at least being protected. Subscribe to our podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, We are everywhere. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Remember, the Veterans Education Project is always preaching possibilities.